0: Calvin, you are soon to be a father and you are about to have a child. Like, that is crazy. The main question I have for you is what special skills
1: are you desperately hoping this child has? Oh, I th- sometimes I think it'd be really cool if he had a skill that I didn't have at all. But then I feel like I'd be jealous, so maybe he should just have a skill that I have, and then he can kind of take that on as my legacy. <laughs> so, I mean, what could that be? I'm the ultimate hobby guy, woodworking, beekeeping, etc. Um, Wildly good looking. Yeah, but I think that's going to come naturally. You know, not like, you know, not not not, not really a skill kind of thing. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, I've always loved metalworking, so I mean, or I'd love to get into metalworking, so maybe he'd be into that or something, or like working with leather or something. That'd be kind of fun. So if this kid's not a manly man, that's it. I mean, you think I'm going to produce a non-manly man kind of kid, here <laughs> Come on. All right, folks, welcome back to the Open Road Podcast, where we help you find a little bit more adventure in your everyday. My name is Calvin, here with my good friend Jer. Hey, Calv, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing really good, man. Fired up. How was Blue Monday for you? Did you get through it?
0: (laughs) That was a tight intro. You nailed that. Thank you. I think if anyone just listened to this podcast for the first time, they'd know exactly what we're about, and they would be like,
1: whoa, uh, yeah, I want to listen to that. You know what it is? I got to give it up, man. Beer cereal combo. (laughs) <laughs> what I had just before coming on here Beer and cereal on a Wednesday How night. can all those things I mean, go down into my is. belly And actually like I don't get sick But it just works Isn't it insane how the body
0: Turns food into fuel Like it's just wild I know it's crazy man And we're just doing our thing Living our lives Doing what makes us happy And our body's just churning out the cows And turning them into energy
1: I know Okay, seriously, how is Blue <laughs> Monday for you? Uh, what, what is Blue Monday? Blue Monday was this past Monday. It was supposed to be the most depressing day of the year. Was third it? We- third week in January, Monday blues. It's all over the radio, man. Well, you know what? It's funny enough, funny that you say that
0: because today was actually like Blue Wednesday for me because oh, for the dang. first time in a long time, I had a really bad sleep.
1: Okay, interesting. And
0: so it just kind of threw my whole day off.
1: Oh, dang it.
0: But hey, dude, you you bounce back. You have a good night of
1: podcasting, and life's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're getting into uh, January here, and you know, last show you kind of were talking a bit about your New Year's resolution. You vowed to uh, abstain from alcohol completely and to party more. About that. I, I don't so, know about that. which I think is like I think it's a really tr- like a really challenging combo. And I'm yeah. gonna give that to you. But yeah. how's it going? Um, I forget exactly what I said on that podcast.
0: Didn't I end up writing? It was exactly like, that. It no, was exactly I what like, I said. Didn't I say like, uh, I'm drinking less alcohol during the week, but I'll still have a beverage on the weekend. Didn't I say something like that? Uh, my
1: takeaway was less alcohol equals more partying for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that didn't make sense in my mind, but for your <laughs> for you, it did. I said it with so much confidence that
0: it worked. Exactly. Um, no, I've actually been uh, pretty terrible on the resolution, which again is why I don't really think resolutions unless they have a good reason are are all that helpful i was up i was up at a, a friend's cottage this past weekend and that was like the perfect adventure for the weekend four dudes in a cottage heating it with wood keeping the fire going eating frozen pizzas chips and dip and a big bowl of sour candy playing euchre having a beverage or two there was nothing i like that weekend was so good and we raced snowmobiles the next day and did time trials and laps, and it was the perfect little adventure. And you know what? I I had I had a few beverages with my friends, and I'm
1: not going to apologize for it. Don't you ever apologize for that? <laughs> Except, so, I mean, I don't know. Now, what's your word worth to me? Really, not well, much. Well, th-
0: that's a good point. But look, this is a podcast where we try to be open, we try to be honest, and so if that tarnishes my uh y- your perception of me, well, then I'm going to have to deal with those consequences. Fine. Fine
1: whatever you want
0: <laughs> Calvin on yeah. this episode today we have Emily Thomas who is a podcaster and a blogger uh, and like you know an authority on parenting and she has this thing called mom struggling well I love we're that get description to, it's great we're going to get to her in a minute but but the reason we have her on today really hmm. is because we need to start opening up this conversation around the adventure of having kids and parenthood oh, and you you're are right. like you're right. right it's right I'm around on the, the cusp <laughs> It is right around the corner for you. These are like the last times you're gonna be, uh, you know, uh, not a father. These are the last few days. This is basically an audio journal cementing your feelings in. It's pretty cool, actually. Time. Yeah. So, yeah. like, what what are you feeling
1: right now, buddy? Man, you know, you know my battle with unsolicited advice, and of course, I, I've got a lot of it. And you know, what I've been thinking these last last little bit i mean i i hear a lot of complaining i hear a i hear a lot of complaining at work which i have a very low tolerance for and i hear a lot of not a lot of complaining but I, I hear complaining from parents um just about things that we all know and get and so one of my real goals is gonna be to not complain and i know it's easy to say that now when i don't have the the issue that is the, the baby coming up but uh so Jar, i wanted to give you permission on the air if i'm ever with you and i am whining about not getting enough sleep you can fully open hand slap me on the (laughs) face as hard as you can straight up now calvin i think this is the difference between you and me last week i
0: said i had a resolution this week i broke it today you're telling me that you want me to hold you accountable to not complaining now here's the difference between you i said Okay. Go no ahead. because last winter you said there's all these guys on the job site they're complaining about the weather I resolved to not complain about the weather and I you, never complained about and weather. and you did it and you nailed it and like I said that's the difference between you and me so when you say that I actually do believe that you are gonna be a good dad who doesn't
1: complain you're gonna you I think you're gonna I think you're gonna do it I believe in you I I have noted that I can do it but also there's that little bit of me that um, craves the um perhaps the uh adrenaline of a good slap on the face (laughs) from you so and i I just kind of want to see what you got almost so i might just open that up i'm I'm a pretty non-aggressive guy so i think that
0: is an interesting thing like i know but but you're a guy
1: (laughs) but you also wear a lot of rings (laughs) like you're a pretty bedazzled jewelry kind of guy so (laughs) which is totally in your favor calvin what are you talking about you have a mat you have a wedding ring and you also have that big you have your party ring that you have (laughs) that you wear that is true
0: my parents gave me a ring when i graduated from university it's a family heirloom and it is kind of chunky but i never wear them both at the same time
1: (laughs) (laughs) you can pull it off jerry imagine i was a
0: huge bling bling ring guy that would be hilarious Oh, that's really funny. Uh, okay, so you're, you're resolving not to complain. Are you... I see that you're in... I'm looking in your podcast studio, and there's an empty shelf behind you. I used empty to always... Empty shelf, baby. Like, this room is, like, getting ready to be nursery town.
1: Empty shelf. All that remains in the studio is um, that bookcase. I'll pan you over. There's that sofa yeah. and my Howard Hughes hat rack. That's it. And, and that is it, my friend. The closet is uh, has a couple little items, little uh, pint-sized items and uh yeah that's where we're at right now
0: wow wow so you're you're you know whether you like it or not whether you're ready or not it's happening to you it's it's happening brother the adventure is about to start well we can chat a little bit more about this whole thing later but for now let's uh let's bring on emily i think we we need we need to hear her perspective let's get her on we need to hear her perspective guys this is emily thomas of mom struggling well podcast (laughs) All right, we have a wonderful guest on the podcast today. Emily Thomas, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, it's nice to see the background. You're in your closet uh, in your home. Uh, tell, us about, tell us a little bit about... Tell us a little bit about where you find yourself. And uh, you have like a legit studio here, so a little bit about what you do would be great too.
2: Okay, so I am I stay at home with my kids. I work a little bit as a nurse, but... um. I just needed a quiet place to record because I started a podcast, and so I found that my closet was the best place because of all the clothes are kind of like a good. It dampens the sound. Yeah, there's a word for that.
0: Uh, that's a know. that's Te- enough technical word. reference. Head us uh, up. It, it it makes it sound good. I don't think there's any more technical you need to go. Makes oh, it sound it. good. Okay, and you we and are. you do sound fantastic, which we always oh, appreciate.
2: So. Yes. So anyway, I just I found that this is. There was a lock on the door, and I can't hear my kids. (laughs) It's perfect.
1: Who has a closet that locks?
2: Well, the bedroom locks, right? Uh No, the closet doesn't lock.
1: Right.
0: And so tell us a little bit about your podcast and what kind of inspired you to start it, and then we're going to chat a little bit about our dear friend Calvin.
2: Okay. My podcast is called Mom Struggling Well, and what it's for is moms who... Well, my backstory, what made me want to start it was that Mm -hmm. We couldn't have kids for six years. And so when we did have kids, I had had six years to imagine how amazing kids would be. Mm -hmm. And I love my kids, but my kids don't listen to me as much as I imagined that my kids would (laughs) listen to me. And they're a lot louder and messier and high maintenance, and there was a lot of feelings. And so um, I just found that I was doing other things other than focusing on being a mom because it wasn't going that well. And I was used to things going well. Hmm. And so, you know, like when in the workplace or whatever, you can control that environment and you can Hmm. largely be successful if you put your heart into it. But when you're dealing with human beings who don't want to listen, then it's a lot more difficult. And so anyway, I found that I was uh, doing other things instead of that. And I felt like God had put on my heart that I needed to lean into that role instead of away from it. And that there was a lot of moms who felt the way I did. But didn't know other people did too. And so I just started honestly kind of selfishly asking someone, how are you take, what struggle are you dealing with and how are you doing a good job? How are you struggling mm. well with, you mm-hmm. know, an eating disorder or a divorce or substance abuse or, you know, any of the, anything. And, um, and so then I just talked to them and try to figure out how they're doing it because I was not doing well. So that's right.
1: Kind of, yeah. And kind of related, relayed that into, I mean, your kind of cocktail of um issues, yeah
0: and, and w- I got really cool and when you say sort of sort of not doing well, I mean be as detailed or not as you want, but what did what did some of that look like like what were some of the most surprising things, or where did you kind of find yourself
2: so I think we had traveled the world a lot before we um had kids, and we were actually i mean I've lived in europe I've lived in Asia. And, um, and so coming home, I I've had three degrees. And so coming to stay home with my kids felt, felt really trapped and it mm. felt just kind of, yeah, smothered. Like they all so much touching and, you know, it just, <laughs> it was like, th- this is not what I thought it was going to be. And, um, and so, yeah, I just, I just super didn't, I didn't like it and I didn't want to engage with it. And so that mm. makes it hard because your kids can tell when you're not that into them. And and frankly, I felt bad because I I wanted to be and I love it's not them. They're great. They're they're very funny. And, you know, like as far as kids go, they're spectacular. I just thought I would become someone who wanted to be a mom. And I really didn't want to
1: becoming (laughs) the ultimate mom.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of pressure too. So you always feel guilty you, you're not doing enough this, so you're doing too much that or if you go to work you feel bad you're not home or if you go stay home you feel bad you're not at work. So being a right. mom is right and I guess there's realize, always going to be yeah.
1: Well 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 there's always going to be those other people in the same role like other moms that are super into it and it's just working for them and you kind of have to deal with that face on.
2: Yeah. And you ha- and but I think a lot of us are with Pinterest. You guys is Pinterest big in Canada? Oh, no, you wouldn't believe
0: really. how much I Pinterest. <laughs> I have a pin board for my groomsmen party, for my uh, winter wonderland treehouse that I'm going to build. I have one for <laughs> um, I have one for everything. You wouldn't even believe all so the ultimate
1: st- podcast studio, all
0: the meat or recipes I'm going to cook, like everything.
2: So, I mean, Pinterest, it can make <laughs> you feel like you're doing a terrible job as a mom, right? I don't sure. Know. At least it can for most. So, Sh- no, for know. sure. There's A lot of comparison.
0: And so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess now that you've started your podcast, you've probably talked to a lot of people with different perspectives. Do yeah. you find that anyone out there is living the picture perfect Pinterest life? Like, are there people you've talked to who are legitimately like that or is the general consensus that there is that? Well, I guess that it's not that or yeah, wh- what's your experience what been doing. It's yeah. a beating yeah.
2: every single day, and you get eight hours off. Sometimes they let you alone for eight hours, and then you got to do it the next day. So I think the repetitiveness, it's almost like if you've seen that Bill Murray movie with Groundhog's Day, where it's just the oh, same day over and over and over and over. That's what parenting felt like. So where is the joy in that? How can you find... It's, I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, that that's just where it started, right? Um, but when you kind of press into that and go... There is beauty in this. This is this is the future of the world. Like this is the next generation. Mm -hmm. This is a holy and hallowed role that only I have for these two kids. So when you change your perspective and that's what the show did for me was I am like passionate about this now. I'm a mess and I'm not that good at it. But we at least have a lot more fun because I realize how important it it means the world to these kids. Mm. you know what i'm saying they don't know what a downer they are to me but <laughs> right <laughs> you know but now i get a chance as they're older to be a downer to them too so it's everybody right. wins and loses
0: <laughs> so what are some of those ways that you have learned to i guess have fun because it's interesting uh you know you've done the travel thing which is very adventurous and we talk about that probably on this podcast and now you've sort of settled into this new new life where you're kind of Day to day, like you say, mm-hmm. it's that that same thing. We gotta f- wake them up, dress them, feed them, make <laughs> make sure they survive. Um, so, but in that, it sounds like you're beginning to find some adventure or to find some new some newness or freshness. So, a you yeah. mentioned having s- fun times. What are some of the ways that you do do that? And then, yeah, what are some other ways that you've learned to, I guess, struggle well? What are some of those? What does some of those things look like?
2: Okay, um, I think that the first thing is. I tend to be I'm really type a very scheduled and planned and you just have to kind of let largely let that go um, and enjoy <laughs> them. Right. And um, instead of having 20 things on my to do list, I'll have three, you know, so like having more realistic expectations. Right. That's always been right. a struggle for me. But my husband's very flexible. So he didn't really there was not too much rub there. Right. Because he's very easygoing. But the kids, they I mean, they don't care what you want to do or what your hopes and dreams were for this Monday. I mean, they don't care (laughs) about that. So so letting go of some of that. But then also I I forget that they're people because I have to you have to meet every single need they have. So I forget that they're like tiny little humans. And so like drawing them out, like what do they love? My daughter, for reasons I do not understand, is obsessed with wolves, specifically (laughs) like snarling wolves. Like the nasty ones that are baring their teeth. Like the ones that Do will you
0: guys eat have Little those Red Riding Hood.
2: Yes. No. I don't. I don't know if we have them in Texas, but oh, okay. Like, like all she wants for her birthday is a gigantic wolf decal on her wall. <laughs> so she has a wolf on her. Like, so things like that. Where instead of I would be like, that's weird. No. Instead of it, like when I'm talking to She's her about stuff, it. I incorporate wolves. Like, you right. know, I don't know. Just that—that's the
1: trigger for her. It is.
0: Well, and that's probably a weird balance, too, because you're trying to find out what energizes your child and whatnot. But then, on the other hand, you don't want to probably spoil them because there are things that a kid wants that are probably not really good for them. Have you ever kind of wrestled with any of that?
2: (laughs) All day long, every day, they want what's not good for them. They're not that different than us.
1: Right. Sure. And it's really
2: not that different than training They just have no
1: self-control whatsoever.
2: (laughs) None. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, and that's the thing is loosening up, like, because I, I came into parenting with a lot of fear that Hmm. they'd be messed up. And so if, you know, one thing happens wrong when they're three, I think, well, future of you're going to be in prison. Like, that's all there Mm -hmm. is to, you know, that's all there Mm -hmm. is to it. So letting go of that, not living from a place of fear and keeping it in perspective. And so I think that's where having a spouse that you can run things by who, thankfully, he's so opposite from me. He realizes, like he always asks me, "Is that the hill you want to die on?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, I want to die on every hill." <laughs> I wish and, uh, I have
1: nine and, lives because I to die on all in Texas, um, <laughs> just one more thing hanging over your head: you guys still honor the de- the death penalty, right? Capital <laughs> punishment. Do we? I don't know. <laughs>
2: don't don't That's add big, that to my to list consider. of concerns. <laughs> oh man. Um.
1: Uh, well, I have a question, and it it is t- in the the realm of satisfaction and at what point did you start feeling um like some kind of fulfillment in raising them uh where it didn't just become like uh, i don't know like caring for this little child and then actually seeing some fulfillment from them
2: okay i think some of that comes when they actually start doing stuff like for a while they're like little blobs Yep. you know, and you're just like, I just want to smile, I just want a word, I just want him to, and then you're like, I want less words, <laughs> please stop talking, <laughs> you know. But I think, I think so. Some of that is when they start doing stuff. I'm not a baby person. That's not, hmm. that was never my, my jam. So I always get um, really
0: scared holding a baby, like a baby, baby, like anything under six months just freaks me out to hold. I'm like, I, I am, I don't know what to do here.
2: Yeah, well, our our kids are adopted, and when we. Went to the hospital to pick up my son. He was a couple days old, and the social worker was there, and the nurse was there, and they said, "Do you want to hold him?" And me and my husband were like, "No," (laughs) we felt like, "Whoops, (laughs) we should probably say in car." So we did. We held him, and we didn't break him. So, but I think also the other thing where I started to feel fulfilled is just again that perspective shift where I'd start to talk to moms and hear Mm -hmm. from them and go, "Okay, like I don't know," and I also I wasn't willing. For them to change me, I was only willing for me to change them. So it was kind of had like an us versus them mentality. Yeah. Mm, but when right. I realized that God gave these kids to me as a tool to refine me, whether I like it or not, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Really changed things for me.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's really neat. Hmm. hmm. Um, before before we, we hopped on with you, Jeremy and I were talking about what... Uh, what was going to go down with this conversation. And I said, Jerry, you know, I think I'm going to allow Emily, um, one piece of unsolicited <laughs> advice. Oh, good. Cause Tell I'm, me. I'm pretty stingy with that. Okay. And you know what I do and do not allow it. And Jerry quickly corrected me. Oh no, it's going to be a lot more than that.
0: <laughs> Cause I just try to get him as much unsolicited advice as possible. So we're, we're, we're allowing one, but then let's try to filter some additional ones. In.
2: <laughs> I can't think of anything I want to say right this very second. Okay.
1: So, so As you can see, my, my, my home studio here is being turned into the soon-to-be nursery, but as I said earlier, if you walked into our house right now, you wouldn't really know at all that we're having a, a baby in just a, a few weeks here.
2: Is your wife not, like, nesting and stuff? Um, Yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah? I think that's happening. Yeah. Okay. Um, Don't they, like, go crazy and
2: paint stuff at the end of the pregnancy? I don't know. I never was pregnant, oh. so I don't know.
1: Yeah, no 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 painting yet actually. But, but I think our this just K- gonna get painted. But
0: dude, you're doing like a bunch of stuff in the basement and you're moving your studio down there and getting that space all good to go and then you're changing over this whole room, so you're doing more everything, than you ha-
1: think. everything has a plan, yeah. There, there there is a plan in place. This is the very final step, so unfortunately everything times out perfectly for me. Hopefully. <laughs> and so that's actually, I mean, we should probably talk about this not
0: when we have Emily here, but Calva, uh, is your new podcast studio going to be up and running or what are we going to do here, man?
1: There's going to be something. There's going to be a temporary solution and then, you know, my dream permanent solution. And I guess we can take so a lesson from Emily. Don't She's, in, worry, she's don't in her worry closet here.
2: Which Whatever Which is works.
1: sweet studio.
2: I really I mean, love it in here.
1: We <laughs> don't have Texas-sized closets, so we can't really pull something like that off.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and I've never lived in a house where my husband has his own closet. There's Ooh. two closets in the master.
1: Yeah, what's he got in there, like a little table saw. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's his
2: woodworking shop, no. Um, know,
1: so,
0: uh, Calvin, you guys are having a boy, right? I forget. Yeah. You do, yes, do you know? Yeah. A boy? So um, We do know. Is there any particular uh, particular differences between uh, boys and girls that you've noticed that uh, might be helpful for Cal?
2: You know, it's, what's been interesting for us is that I project a lot more of my concerns onto my daughter as a girl. So I feel okay. like I know what's next for her, and I feel like I'm harder on her because I, because of concern for her, mm-hmm. and and I, I've realized that's it's out of love. Like you, lo- it's the trickiest thing because you love them so deeply, more than anything, and and they make you madder than you've ever been in your life. So you feel all the feelings with these little <laughs> sweet. They're cute, and that's what keeps them alive. Is it? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that was barely got going for him. But um, I lost my train of thought. Okay, but but my son, I just think, and he doesn't get away with everything, but almost. He's adorable, <laughs> and so for him, I don't have any of the same concerns because I'm sure he'll be just fine. But hmm, my husband is has really? concerns for for him, so I think it's like the more you know, the more concerned you are. Does that make sense? Interesting. Because he's yeah, much more positive sense. towards her, my daughter.
1: Interesting. But what would the difference be like between, like, what, what what, what, does he have concerns about your son that you don't?
2: I don't, I don't just, know. It's just, I just, just find Just guy that, stuff? Yeah, I don't really, yeah, I don't know. Things I don't know to be concerned about. I just right, find I it see. it weird that it's harder with the person of your own gender.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And have you found that also with other people that you've spoken with?
2: Um, maybe, I, I've maybe found maybe. that moms and their sons are really something... There's just some kind of interesting bond there. I didn't expect <laughs> it because I'm not like this gushy, <laughs> ooey gooey right. person. But man, that, that kid has me wrapped around his finger. Wow. It's terrible.
0: <laughs> um, I another, So you've been kind of alluding to so many little interesting things and I hope that people are take kind of an interest in your podcast. And um, uh, one thing that just popped out in my mind is uh, adoption. Um, that to me is a massive adventure. You hear stories of people who... It takes a long time and, you know, uh, you can find someone who's about to have a baby and then get that baby or you can adopt from a different country. And there's so many uh, different Mm -hmm. um, different ways to go. What did what did you guys do? And and was that a difficult uh, endeavor?
2: So when you really want to have kids, it's very hard to come to terms with the fact that you can't. Yeah. And for some people, different things are a problem. For me, it was like that my kids wouldn't look like me. Not that I really mm. need more people to look like me, but you just <laughs> assume that someone will look like you. That's yeah, I
1: mean. right, you know? right.
2: And then once you like come to terms with that, you're going to adopt or whatever, there are so many choices that it can be really overwhelming. Sure. On top of your grieving that you're not going to have biological kids. So there's just a lot wrapped up with that. Um, So for us, I really wanted the pregnancy experience. I don't know why looking back, I don't know why I felt like so strongly about that. So we were going to adopt an embryo and like have that implanted and like have the pregnancy of someone else's baby. That's very confusing. Um, But then God just kind of put on our hearts. Like there are breathing alive kids here who don't have homes. Hmm. So we, we, looked for o- older kid adoption because they're harder to place in families. Mm-hmm. And then God brought us a two year old, even though we were, I was like, I have my heart set on like a 10 year old, you know? Hmm. Um, and so then we had a two year old and then when we wanted to have a second, we needed to adopt a younger kids cause we wanted to keep the birth order the same. She had always been, yep. you know? And so then we ended up with a baby. It's funny, you know, how, it, how it happens. because we didn't want a baby. We didn't even want a two year old. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But they're exactly the right kids for us. Huh. So.
0: And yeah, I mean, in there's so many, uh, so many, like you say, emotions wrapped up in, in all of that. Did you find, like, at what point, like, did you ever find in the middle you were, like, your grief? Like, how was that mixed with the joy and all of that?
2: Hmm. That's a good question. I think for adoption, there's a lot more loss than people realize. You just hmm. see, like, hmm. the picture in your mind of... The adoptive family picking up the baby, and now right. the baby's loved. Well, that abortion is very fast and very cheap, and hmm. for a mom, a, a birth mom to carry to you know the 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 baby and then have a baby and then choose a family for them, that is that's an incredible act of love that I don't even know if I can you know that that's huge. So I think that 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 imagine and it's hard because you're men, but and I've never been pregnant so it's hard for all of us but just imagine if you will carrying something a living thing for for 9 months and then delivering it and all that goes on with that and then leaving the hospital with empty arms yeah like that mm-hmm. wow that is so hard and so then every birthday you're thinking of that child every christmas you're thinking of that child right. and so right and then the child wonders why do I look like that? Why am I good at soccer? Why do you know? So there's there's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. With adoption. So, so for, and uh, go ahead.
1: Is is there any connection now between you and uh, and the birth parents or or your kids and the birth parents?
2: Um. So it's interesting because God's really given me a love for birth moms, and our story does not involve the birth mom liking me back (laughs) so Mm, but it's not over and i and i that's fine so i i'm holding out hope but um i really try to facilitate when i can meetings between the the birth mom and my daughter uh because i want there to be healing and restoration because god can do anything he can Mm, he can make anything right and i want my daughter to know more about her birth mom and i want my the birth mom to have some closure right um right so I think that'll happen in time. I certainly don't want to give in to fear and say you won't ever see her or not even you know, I I right. don't want. Cuz if I was adopted, I would want to know. So hmm. I have to do that for my kids. Mm-hmm. And my but, daughter, my son's adoption's closed, so we don't know them. But I'm okay. hoping that someday we will.
0: I think that's a really interesting perspective and I think need to hear from you now when you're right in the middle of that, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's easy Five, 10 years down the road when there's the nice closed loop on the story. But I think it's for sure if if that would ever happen. But it's interesting to hear you kind of say, well, yeah, right now, you know, I just I just don't know. And 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 that's, again, all of these really interesting things are wrapped around uh, wrapped around in your story. Um, one thing that we, we have a lot of people come on the podcast and they're sort of an individual who's doing something adventurous, whether it's starting a company or, uh, doing art or music or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's a lot of adventure that you can have as a family. When you think of your family, are there things that you, that either get you really excited about, wow, if I didn't have a family and a husband and these two kids, we couldn't do X, or are there certain things that, um, that you find particularly uh, different now that you have a family from when it was just you and your husband traveling the world.
2: Hmm. Gosh. Well, okay. So the other thing about when you have a family is it's expensive, very <laughs> <They're laughs> expensive. Um. And so we definitely don't have as much ability to travel as we did before. But something I think is neat is you start to have experiences with other families um, and the dynamics that go on with that, cause not only do you, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to find couple friends cause
0: sure. one guy's mm-hmm. a
2: weirdo or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to, to find everybody meshes with everybody, that right? That is true. Well, right. throw right. in kids and throw in parenting styles that are different and it can be really tricky to find people that you want to spend time with hmm. whose kids aren't crazy or, you right. know what I mean? Right. Um, <laughs> and so there's yeah. a lot yeah, of that- dynamics. So good luck finding family friends. I'm just kidding. Um, but I think that for us, the adventures look more like going blueberry picking with our neighbors and making pies and having pajama parties and having game nights. We are blessed to live in a neighborhood with some fantastic other families. And so we just get together like once or twice a month and do something ridiculous. And the kids are like so excited. We you know, have movies in the pool and just luau's and whatever.
1: All ending with shooting guns, obviously.
2: Well, it's in Texas, of course. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's be serious. Wait, you serious? You let your kids shoot guns?
2: No. <laughs> no. Uh,
0: that's awesome. And I think that is, that is you know, one thing we always end up coming, coming back to when we chat about adventure, that it really is about... The relationships and the people that you meet along the way. And yeah. again, you don't need to necessarily go halfway across the world to have an adventure. Mm-hmm. You can throw a backyard luau and, you know, make some pretty incredible memories that your kids are truly going to remember for the rest of their lives. I mean, childhood yeah. is such an interesting time where you do remember a lot or there's things that you, you know, as a parent, you never knew that would be the thing that sticks with, with your child. But creating those experiences oh gosh, is yes. probably, um, you know, an interesting uh, an interesting thing as a parent to, to offer your kids. That's cool.
2: Well, yeah, and be careful because you start one thing and they're like, we always have a scavenger hunt right. on Valentine's Day. So I <laughs> am now so six funny, years yeah. into a yearly scavenger hunt on Valentine's kids Day.
1: Kids love traditions like that. They
2: do. My daughter they, no, expects orange Tic Tacs on her birthday. I mean, things like that that I'm like, what is even... What?
1: That's funny.
0: I have a funny example of that. When we were... When we were really little, my sister came up with this weird idea, and we were at a New Year's Eve party, and she tugged on my mom's shirt while she was talking to a friend and said, Hey, mom, what would you what would you give me if I didn't watch TV for a whole year? And my mom looked down at Emily and said, Oh, uh, my sister's name is Emily. Uh, oh, okay. I, I'd, give you I'd give you $100 if you didn't watch TV for a year. And then she thought about it, and she's like, Wait. No TV an entire year? She's like, oh, Emily, I'd give you $1,000 if you did that. No. So Emily runs downstairs, comes over to the two siblings, says, guys, mom's going to give us $1,000 if we don't watch TV for a year. So oh, we shit. all we all resolve in that moment to do it. We're like, all right, perfect. <laughs> so then the new year rolls around, and we say to, to our parents, like, uh, so what are we going to do with the TV? Like, should we unplug it or whatever? And my mom's like, "What are you guys talking about?" Oh no! And then she realized that she. We told her what we were doing, and she just faintly recalled it. And uh, <laughs> bless, bless my mother. She was good for the money. We didn't watch TV the whole year, and you're uh, kidding me. At the end of it, we were presented with a crisp thousand dollar bill that we marched into our bank accounts. So it was pretty funny.
2: Oh my <laughs> gosh! I can't believe you lasted a year.
0: Yeah, I think what what the saving grace was was we were allowed to watch german educational videos so we honed our german skills the whole year and uh we did a lot of other stuff we played outside and even when we went to friend's houses we never cheated but anyways totally side story yes kids will take something you say and just really run with it
2: oh absolutely it's all they have going for them really yeah it's twisting your words and getting stuff out of you
0: uh family is so hilarious (laughs) yeah my family is very very funny uh emily are there any other like I don't know, interesting stories of, I don't know, things like that, surprising and beautiful moments that have happened uh, in your family that you can think of?
2: <laughs> oh, the only thing I can think of is this week my dog, my daughter pushed a dog out of a treehouse and broke it. <laughs> and then I got to. Oh, play. it's too bad. I know. Well,
1: your dog or a No, a, a, no, a, a friend's, friend's dog.
2: dog. Much oh, more awkward. Okay. Let's make uh, it into someone else's <laughs> <laughs> dog. Broke the she dog. She thought her friend was going to catch it. So she didn't. She didn't actually. Catch so is that, uh. is that dog okay? <laughs> <laughs> the dog is gonna make it. The dog had very expensive surgery.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I can only yeah. imagine. You're just like, why me? Why today? Why this?
2: I, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so when you talk about what beautiful things in childhood, I'm like, I'm sure there are some. I cannot think of them right.
0: Here's what I'm thinking about right now: is this <laughs> vet bill that is now you know being whatever. Anyways, oh, that's oh, funny. Man. Uh, so, uh, I guess, you know, this is, this has been a good conversation. We didn't really, uh, I think Calvin escaped pretty unscathed with the unsolicited advice. You've been very generous to I'm him. I'm doing pretty Emily. good over
1: here.
2: Yeah, I'm trying.
1: Do, doing great. You've been, Hey, if anything comes to mind, sure. Let us know. Um, I had, I had one other question kind of just about your, I mean, how did you get into this podcasting?
2: Okay. So I, I have a ability We all have special abilities, right? Things we're good at. And I am able to say things that are hard in a way Mm -hmm. that is lighthearted. And I think that if anybody needs to have some serious truth um, about the importance of their job and that it's really, really hard, um, delivered in a lighthearted way, it's moms. And so I just felt like it took me to the end of myself. And Mm -hmm. I know that there's other moms stuck in their house. Feeling the Got same it. way. And I don't want people to feel like they're alone. So that's right. kind of why. I just felt like it It would match yeah. my giftings. And actually, I'm pretty introverted. And so to sit in this closet by myself all the time and do the editing and stuff is amazing. <laughs> There's
0: nothing wrong with that. No. Lock the door. I find my closet.
2: Yes.
1: Sweet.
0: Yeah, That's great. Uh, are there any other little... T- t- You know, we do typically like to ask for a little adventurous tip or trick or something. Again, practical tip, practical tip for people. And again, uh, you know, this doesn't have to be a super adventurous thing. But again, one of those little ways that you in your everyday life being a a mom to to your two kids, like what's some way that you you find a little bit of extra adventure?
2: (laughs) Extra adventure. Just lots of crickets and silence as I think about this. <laughs> well, okay. The first thing I was thinking, and this is probably not—I don't know if anybody is going to benefit from this—but a tip that you need, Calvin, I came okay, up honestly. with your advice is that um, okay, always carry snacks.
0: Ooh. For the oh, I love snacks. That's a great idea. That is a brilliant tip.
2: Because they are going to lose their brains, and you either need to see. Do oh they, for
1: them. Yes. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) for them. For the kids.
2: Yes. Okay. Because they are much more fragile with their feelings than you. So you need snacks. And if that doesn't work, they need to sleep. And so those two things, don't come down too hard on them until you've fed and watered your children.
1: Right. Well, be able to operate.
0: I I think that even brings the conversation full circle. Earlier, you talked about how, you know, kids are really just like us. And, you know, sometimes they're just a little more honest and unfiltered. And I think that is brilliant advice because snacks and a nap. I would do that every single day.
2: Exactly. And I would be like, what is wrong with you? And then I'd be like, (laughs) oh, we didn't eat lunch. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Why are you being this way? Oh, no grilled cheese in the past six hours. Yes.
2: One time I switched chicken and I microwaved their chicken nuggets like normal but it was raw chicken and so I fed them raw chicken and when they wouldn't eat it I berated them for being too picky so that was neat.
0: There's another funny story about that with me where my mom graciously made me a bowl of cereal and I said mom (laughs) this cereal tastes disgusting so she's like really so she poured me another bowl sour milk.
2: Oh gosh, that's so right. <laughs> and it was just
0: like slightly sour, so it just tasted like a little bit off. It was just about to totally turn. So, yeah, raw chicken,
1: sour milk. You know, it's not it, like you say it's not easy. It's a bit of a struggle. Yeah. But when your kids are whining nonstop, it's hard to know what's a real wine <laughs> and what's you know what you actually have to deal with.
2: It is hard. You you you'll be able to
1: tell. Yeah, you'll, I yeah. think so. Got a good filter for that kind of thing.
2: I'll get this.
1: Well, Emily, thanks well, so much Emily, for your
0: time. This has been really fun
2: yeah it has been thanks for having me on
0: the show um, I think uh, our guests will walk away with a you know a fresh perspective on uh, I don't know how much they're thinking about parenthood but uh, it's coming up in Calvin's future so we uh, you know it's, it's just interesting to talk to you and I hope that people uh, you know t- take a take a look at your show and we'll definitely post uh, links to it in our show notes etc awesome yeah, thanks
2: so much sure. guys okay thanks Emily alright bye
1: So there you have it Calvin, the struggle is real. The struggle is real, Jer. I don't know how uh yeah. It's good. I I, I think it, it it's so good to hear perspective like that from her and and we discussed a little bit on the podcast. Like there's just that that Pinterest um Instagram I call it, highlight I call it P- reel. Pinterest that, perfect. Pinterest perfect. I love that. And this just I mean yeah, it's just not authentic, and I just love that perspective from her. A little bit depressing for me to have some of that sink in, but, I mean, it's it's reality, right? This is what I'm going to have to deal with.
0: Well, and I think that's the interesting thing, too, right? Like, anyone who does anything in life, at some point you have to deal with your own expectations versus reality. Right. You know, as as married guys, you have ex expectation of marriage, and then you get into it, and you realize, oh, it's work in this place, or yeah. this is something different than I thought, and I think it's, you know, even probably more with kids, you know, people have hopes and dreams for their children and they want to do a good job raising them. And then the expectation is often, you know, pretty different. And you think about, you know, both of our parents having to raise us, Mm -hmm. man, that was not easy. Look at us.
1: Not easy. Look at you
0: (laughs) in the wrong crowd. So anyways, so I, I really liked her perspective and I think it was, um, yeah, just a neat eye into the, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. The adventure of parenthood. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jer. So any other things that you're you're thinking about, dude? Like, I mean. What do you mean? Like, like with, uh, are, are you are you getting really excited? I mean, I can't imagine that moment when you're going to be in the
1: hospital and you're going to hold that baby for the first time. Like, are you looking forward to that or are you not even thinking about that? Dude, I cannot even, like, I can think about it, but it's so hard to actually put it, like, to make it feel like reality. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's just a lot of steps. Uh, maybe uh, we're going to have some maybe perhaps good little content next week. I have this uh, class at the midwives office oh, with Kate. Yes. So we're going to go. Oh, <laughs> it should yes. Be, it should be interesting. Oh, I can. That's I totally can my zone, imagine. right? Like that's. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to do really well in there. And then there's just lots of steps. And then, yeah, but the actual day hospital, I don't know how it's going to go down, man. I really like hospitals, so I'm not scared of that. I've always really enjoyed going to hospitals. Whoa, 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 whoa! What What do you like about a hospital? I just like that. I like walking around hospitals, um, and just they're big, and then you can like get a coffee. I don't know. I just like them. I'm not like a big <laughs> anti anti hospital guy. I'll give you another example. I used to hate going to the dentist, but okay. I maybe like two years ago, I just convinced myself no. I don't hate going to the dentist. I love the dentist. And I have just changed my mind on the dentist. Now I love going. I went on Blue Monday. I had to go to the dentist. And I loved every second of it. Calvin, I think that you are
0: inspiring right now. Thank you. The way that you are able to shift your mindset, turn bad things into good things, uh, I think is is pretty incredible. And I think people can
1: learn from that. Mind adventure. It's what the only kind of adventures are going to be having for the next little while. So... Yep, I'm glad I'm I good at it.
0: I think that's uh, I think that's helpful, and we've talked about those before. But uh, no, I actually think that is interesting. I think another interesting thing about hospitals is like those are pretty high drama places. So if you kind of like, oh, yeah, if you drama. like
1: action or the potential for crazy stuff to happen, hospital is a place for you. Yeah, you're totally right, and I I, I I think I operate well in a in a environment of crisis, yeah. and I like to think that. Um, Day to day, I'm a pretty, pretty normal guy. But you know, through a crisis, and I'd like to be the people, or I'd like to be the guy people are reaching for. Help! I need help. And I'd be instead
0: there. of instead of the person that's trampling the other people to get out first. Correct. Yeah. So that actually is perfect. I just am picturing you right now, like pandemonium in the hospital breaking out. You walking over to the coffee machine, pouring yourself a quick cup of joe, taking a sip, saying, "Where can I help?" <laughs> I don't know uh. nothing about nothing, but
1: I can do something.
0: <laughs> Everyone just chill, all
1: right? Every- uh, that's really funny. But I don't do blood, so I gotta throw that in too. Yeah, that's fair. That's I totally faint fair. I, I faint on the appearance of blood. On the appearance of it? Yeah. Yeah, like I you, are you are you a needle guy? Do you like needles? Well, the last time I had blood taken out, I fainted in the nurse's arms. Was she cute? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> It wasn't a bad faint. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, that's actually funny. That The most embarrassing time, like this is the most embarrassing time to faint from a needle or like a needle-like thing. And it yep. was in grade nine when I got oh. my pinprick to check my blood type. And it's grade nine, Jim, all dudes. I'm like barely 90 pounds, haven't even come close to hitting puberty yet. And I basically faint after getting my pinpricked. Like how embarrassing is that?
1: Oh, <laughs> That's really bad, man.
0: I'm like passed out. They like pull out one of those blue mats that I'm laying on and someone's like, get him some juice. Get him some juice. And they're like running and getting me some juice <laughs> to get my blood sugar back up. But like I was the second scrawniest kid in the class and it was just really not a good scene for me in grade nine.
1: It's not a good feeling. And it's totally like uh, like you just have no control. And I remember I was at the doctor's. It was just like last year. and I And she was taking my blood and I was like chatting away to her. And then she was with another nurse, and she's like, oh, no, he's going, he's going. And then I was like, what? What are they talking about? And then it just hit me like a wall, and I was gone. Yeah. So I just feel like a total loser.
0: Oh, man, and it's actually really frustrating for me. One thing that I like to do is, is to give blood. I think that's so important. I think this idea that you can save a life with this tiny bit of sacrifice is pretty neat. So I've tried to give blood a bunch of times, and they're like, tell us if anything changes. So the first time I gave blood, I was like, uh, yeah like I'm just starting to feel Like the tiny bit Tiniest bit lightheaded mm-hmm. Instantly they call out this number Five nurses surround me They rip <laughs> the stuff out of my arms <laughs> Tilt me back And I'm just like come on like I, So then I knew the next time Not to say anything Because I guess yep. after you give any sign And so I've successfully given blood I think three times Then the fourth time I failed again And uh, anyways they told me not to come back For a couple of years <laughs> How often can you
1: give blood? I mean the body only has so much <laughs> Is there a limit? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's interesting you say that because my doctor told me that like our age range, like kind of like 25 to 30 year old guys, like yeah. faint a lot giving blood. Yeah. And maybe she was just saying that to make me feel better. But I've heard a lot of my friends that do that.
0: Yeah. So anyways, uh, where did, the, how did this conversation get here? I don't know. But hospitals. Oh yeah,
1: hospitals.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's really funny. Um, <laughs>
1: maybe I won't be walking around like the fawns after all. <laughs>
0: passed out instantly like turns around <laughs> trying to look cool walks to the coffee maker turns around takes a sip takes a sip sees the blood faints it's the deck <laughs> uh well calvin anyways i don't know I, I i like watching you and katie kind of go through this uh this whole first uh this pregnancy and Thank it's you. fun to fun to watch from afar it's fun to be your friend through it all and uh honestly dude if there's any way i can support you you just got to let me know all right okay
1: i'll let you know man
0: um you got your thanks. checkbook handy uh, oh, uh yeah, oh, the Skype connection is getting really bad. Uh we should probably wrap this conversation up.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> Everyone, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Emily uh, and some of this other uh, other banter that we had. Uh why don't you uh t- why don't you send uh an email to Calvin? Calvin at Open Road Pod. Please some help. He, he needs advice. He needs a lot of advice on this whole parenting thing. He's he's if you could forthright just forthright w- with a lot of things, but he's, he's, he's hiding his insecurity, and he needs some advice.
1: All you parents out there, if you could just send me a really whiny email about how much sleep you're not getting, I would love <laughs> to hear that. People love hearing that, right? That, too. they w- He would love to hear it.
0: Um, other than that, why don't you go over to our Instagram, follow it, at Open OpenRoadPod. And we are trying to grow the show. Calvin and I are going to be meeting this weekend to think a little bit about how we can uh, continue to push forward and create more interesting content. So if you have ideas for that, send it in. But uh, if you have friends who are interested in finding more adventure, please please share this with them. We would deeply appreciate it if everyone did that. We would double the size of the show in just one week. So think of your most adventurous friend, and why don't you just shoot them a quick text saying, "Hey, you should check out this podcast." You can even share it right from the podcasting app if you click the little dot 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 and hit share episode. So that could be it's a, a great, great feature.
1: So, anyways, we would deeply appreciate that. But for now, I think let's get out of here, Calf? Eh, let's do it, man. Back to the adventure. What, what 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 do you got on for the rest of the night? <laughs>
0: uh, sleep. That's it. Oh,
1: me too, man. Sweet. Yeah, because
0: I got I got CrossFit in the morning. I'm still doing that.
1: No way. Yeah, okay. and this I've is actually for, for another episode. No? That's
0: for another episode. But I've been getting really into it. I've been trying to you know New Year's resolution take my physical fitness to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We hope this episode helped you find a little more adventure in the everyday.